Thank you for joining me on another episode of Jay in Transit. Uh, This is episode six of our COVID confessions one year later. And if you've been tuning in, you know that I love having conversations. So I could not resist speaking to my friend Nasi Alam, co-founder of I Am Perspective, whose purpose is to unite and work through our differences through conversation. So I hope you enjoy and I will see you on the other side. Well, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Nussie. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you. I appreciate you um, agreeing to come talk to us about the unique space uh, that you and your partner have been occupying in the diversity, inclusion, and equity space. Yes, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I'm always down to have a conversation with you. Um, My name is Nasi Alam, and I am one of the co-founders of I Am Perspective. Um, And we really consider ourselves to be a social community platform that is in the business of conversation and um, breaking barriers through the medium of conversation and having honest conversations. Um, And... You know, that has changed significantly over the past four years we've been doing it. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yes. Um, And I'd love to hear how it all started um, because it has been four years. I mean, for me, I I came into your being about two years ago, Um, but it wasn't fresh then. It was, but it has evolved into many different forms. So tell us how it all got started. Yeah, you know, um, it actually started as a community project of some sorts, I guess. So I'm a co-founder with one of my best friends. We've been best friends since high school. Uh, He happens to be a black man and I am a Bengali Muslim woman. Um, You know, we kind of come from separate worlds, but we grew up in the same neighborhoods. And um, our friendship has grown over the last 20 you know 20 plus years at this point right but you know at the heart of it during black lives matter you know back around 2016 2017 we really started having some very honest conversations about what that meant um in in terms of our identity i mean in terms of being friends like what does it really mean to be a friend or to you know understand one another and really be there for one another and we were having so many conversations and at some point we're like all right um let's have this conversation with other people and so we had this idea to just do this once a month for 12 months like that was our original idea um Mm -hmm. year one that's what we did by year two somehow i don't know i think we ended up doing like 40 events or something Wow! in 2019 and we were in different cities Um, we were in DC we were in Orlando I even did an event out in Amsterdam on vacation Um, (laughs) yeah we started doing panels um, and then 2020 (laughs) um, the beginning of 2020 started out kind of great we started our radio show we started having more conversations um getting in depth with people 
Um, and, you know, we had these great conferences planned and then, you know, of course, everything kind of came to a stop. Um, and while everything came to a stop, I think we kind of kept going, kind of evolved. Um, more than ever, we realized that people needed to stay connected and wanted to be in community and have conversations. Um, while we were in the pandemic, but then also, you know, with George Floyd and everything that happened, um, there was even more of a need for the kind of conversations that we were having. And I think people really started to realize the importance of the work that we were doing. But it was always kind of like a nice thought beforehand. And then, you know, 2020, for us, we had to keep, it was our time to really keep going. And so we have shifted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to take a step back um, to ask, how your conversations with your best friend have changed since the start of this, of your endeavor together? You know, we just, in general, have just become much more understanding, right? Um, mm -hmm. We have our own perspectives um, and our own way of seeing the world and the way that we saw it in the beginning. Um, things have shifted for us as well, right? We're learning as we, as we speak to people, as we speak to each other, there's opportunity to learn. Um, I think something that we're both very conscious of are our differences, not so much in race, I think, but more so in gender, mm. gender dynamics. Um, <clears throat> you know, in the beginning, it was interesting because, you know, obviously we we're doing in-person events back then. It was very right. interesting because of how people would receive a man and a woman in front of the room, right? Mm. And then for us to have those conversations, like, you know, <laughs> me especially, like, you know, this is like a thing, like, you know, for him to have to step back and like actually notice it, right? And kind of um, in his own right, like there would be moments where he would understand where he kind of takes a step back. Or then, you know, there's moments for me where you know, I'm not black and we're having a lot of conversations about Black Lives Mattering. And while I'm definitely an ally, um, I can't speak to on it in the same way that he can. Right. And so right. we're just having honest conversations, <laughs> I mean, like basically the, doing the work with ourselves. Right. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> it's been very it's been interesting because we're working and, you know, we're learning at the same time. Right. How have the conversations evolved from the start with in your events? I think it was more theoretical when mm. we first started out, right? Like at that time, while, you know, this is right after when his first election. And so while there was some tensions in the air, it wasn't as prominent, maybe, um, obviously has gotten since right and so um you know there were certain topics that we cover like not all our topics are as serious by the way right so like there are certain topics we would cover that's like love and perspective right and so mm -hmm. um it's more of a what if kind of situation versus now when we talk about certain topics there's a deeper level of attachment right because now when we talk about racism or um you know gender inequality or anything else 
um, I think people are more aware of the division now versus mm. so. Mm. Is there a, a, um, a certain level of self-care that you have to undertake as you go in and out of these conversations you're facilitating? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, and I've had to really learn how to do all that self-care, right? Um, uh, but it's so needed. In the beginning, when we were having events, like right after the event, I would immediately, like, we're done. <laughs> like, I would give about, like, five minutes for people to clear out, and then that's all they had access to. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, well, I'm done now. I'm going to go home. Um, and then you might probably not hear from me for a week. Um, same thing now. I think I actually take even more time to process. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, like, like I said, we did 40 events in a year. Um, so, you know, we're having conversations all the time and really just being mindful of that energy, right? Like, I think when it comes to self-care, I'm mostly mindful of the energy that you're around people that you're dealing with and they're absorbing and how do you get it back? And so taking more and more time for that. That is, that is a definitely, definitely a powerful observation because I've recently had to talk about how I've been protecting my energy in certain spaces and you know, some people are like, read it totally different. They take it very personal or as if it's an excuse, but I'm like, no. <laughs> I was just having that conversation today. Um, <laughs> I had a friend who basically called me selfish, right? Um, this weekend. And it was like, I was like, okay, you know, as a person in perspective, sometimes I got to listen and be like, all right, right. where are you coming from? Um, <laughs> And so I was like, okay. Um, and so they kind of were like, you know, when you, you know, when you reach out, you know, they respond right away, right? Right. And like, but with you, <laughs> when you reach out, it's kind of like you're gonna respond back when you feel like it, right? And you know, I wasn't aware of the feeling that it might have created on that end, right? You know, here I am, and I'm like, well, I'm just not there right now. <laughs> like, you know, right. I've had a long day. I'm doing other stuff. Um, but not necessarily being mindful of, like, the feeling that it creates. And so, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> you got to balance, I guess, of, you know, being mindful, but also, like, this is also who I am, right? Like, right. You know, people that are around me the most also like, you know, this is who I am. I, I will pop up, and you can definitely get in touch with me if you really need to. But, um, I am an introvert. All this talking aside, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will say thank you because you are an introvert, and I appreciate that we're doing a lot of talking today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, let's go to 2020, which is where we were before I took us a few steps back. Um. How did that change your perspective as to how you were bringing or developing, um, scaling up um, IM perspective? Well, 2020 is really when we got into the DEI space. Mm. Um, Here we were, you know, actually doing the work um, 
with the communities, with the public, with the people, right? Like, you know, what is the point of DEI? Like, what is it looking to do? And I think, you know, we had this like unique set of answers. Um, and that really took place through our How to Be an Ally workshop, right? Um, you know, and we're talking about unconscious biases. We're talking about privileges and what that really means to use it in an empowered way. Um, having uncomfortable conversations um, that most people are not willing to have, right? But for us, that's something that we've been in the space of. And you can have conversation in an effective way, right? And so, right. you know, these are all things that we've been doing and learning and observing. And, you know, now we have in course form, um, which we've been doing, you know, with the public. Um, and then also, you know, in a corporate setting, um, and really looking to take that work. Like we believe the work is work that everybody needs to do, right? Like we all have things we need to be more aware of. And so, yeah, really finding the need for our work and getting, you know, I think other people are, you know, for whatever reason, people are looking to do the work themselves. So, right. What were some of the challenges you faced um, or some of the challenges you were hearing in your conversations um, as you had to be fully virtual for something that was meant to be in person? <laughs> um, I, I, you know, we have adapted to virtual, but I'll, I'll just say now, like in person, nothing beats in person, right? Um, mm -hmm. With virtual first, it's only, I guess, eyesight, right? Like, you don't really get to see the nonverbal um, cues and nonverbal communication. Um, and it's easy. It's easy to have Zoom fatigue these days, right? And so that's kind mm -hmm. of part of it, right? And so it's like, how long does someone want to be on a screen staring at a screen, right? Because at the end of the day, it's still a screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, you make it work, I think, when people want to be connected, you know, any form of connection is still a form of connection and so they're going to make it work. And so we've made it work. And, you know, people can still feel things and um, relate to one another, regardless whether it's a virtual screen these days. And we're like little robots or <laughs> um, we're face to face. Were there any do-overs that you would like, to, you know, you when you look back that you say, oh, I would do that again and how? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would we do over? I, I think actually we just wouldn't like pressure ourselves so much to like um do everything right then all at once right um you know because we really believe in the work that we do and that we do want to get it out to as many people um sooner than later rather right um we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get a lot done right like um, we're working on doing the courses and getting that online there's a lot of things that we're doing behind the scene and you know I, th I would we've slowed down like we're definitely like I said we've 
getting better at that self-care thing. But I think I wish we would have maybe been a little bit better at it before. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, it wasn't, you know, such a need versus like, hey, like we're just maintaining, you know, so. That that makes sense. I mean, also, I feel like we had so much time in 2020 time that we didn't know we were going to get. So we almost were in a rush to just fill it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so, yes, please forgive yourselves for that. Yeah. And fill it with a bunch of other stuff because I'm doing 100 million things right. all at once. So. <laughs> <laughs> so were there any lessons learned um, from from in the last four years, um, but particularly as you have entered the DEI space? I think really differentiating between what's authentic and what's performative. Mm. Um, You know, we're in the space of allyship and there has been a lot of interest in the last year, but if that interest is actually genuine or not, right? Like, We've had companies who, you know, we've vetted, have, you know, had conversations with, and it was clearly, like, they were looking to, like, just check off a box, right? Like, or just do this because, you know, whatever, they need to do it or something, right? Right. Um, versus, like, oh, like, oh, this is this might be something that we should really be doing, right? And so, um, even though, you know, we're in the space and we're in a, we're a business and we still have a level of like, we get to choose who we want to work with, right? And so if you're not really, you know, we can't say that we're going to change everybody's mind, but like we can kind of feel energy and like, are these the people like we should be working with? Are they really like trying to do this work? So that that's definitely a good point, um, especially as we are, um, as in our previous episode, my uh, psychologist friends that for people of color, we've, we've been experiencing multiple pandemics at the same time. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot. I think um, in terms of like identity, like, I mean, health wise, obviously like just the way we've been impacted. It's it's been quite a year and a half, not even, has it been a year and a half? I don't know, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah girl we're we're there <laughs> um are there any tips you would give as we enter back you know we start entering back into workspaces um you know there are some folks who are going to be rec- who never actually left the workspace right they've they've had to um show up no matter what and then there are some of us who've Um, had the privilege of being able to conduct the work from home, but are now going to be called back. So are there any tips that you would give as um, either to us entering back or to the employers welcoming us back? Um, Really just, I guess being flexible, right? Like everything it's, it's, it's going to be a change for you, right? It's going to feel different. Right. And so um, figuring out, being flexible and what that looks like for people who are still going to end up staying home like we are for the most part or staying home rather working from home um you know try to sometimes find outside spaces right so you're not always inside so like switching it up um with employers who are expecting employees to come back into the office like you know five days a week 
it's probably not going to be it in the beginning, right? Like, right. you might have to, you might have to, like, work with, like, three. Like, it's going to have to be a thing. Like, it's going to, you're going to have to, like, ease people in. So, I think empathy goes a long way even in that. But I also think, you know, it's a two-way street, right? Like, I think um, employees have to also kind of have to understand about the employers too, right? And like, you know, it's a work, I think in all situations, people are going to have to learn how to work together, right? Mm-hmm. For interest for everybody. And, you know, each industry and each job is going to have to figure out what what's the best for that specific. I can't say, you know, like, I mean, each job is unique, right? And so right. you can't tell teachers that they can stay home if the students are back in the school. Like, you know, it's one of those crazy ass, you know, some jobs you can stay home and maybe you don't really have to go back to the office. And so, right. Um, yeah. Very good points. Um, so what's next for I Am Perspective? We have a lot. So we are, you know, we do have another conference coming up. We're doing, working on our allyship conference um, and kind of bringing together a few groups of people to have these conversations, including the men and the women that, you know, we had the men and women conference earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our fourth annual holiday party. Um, we're hoping it's going to be in December. So we're hoping to have a mix of in-person slash virtual combination. Um, it's, you know, we're really excited to be back together in person with everybody where we can like actually taste the food and be in each other's presence. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, our <laughs> summer, um, chat and crafts for the kids coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we're excited. I was actually just doing some art to craft stuff right before I got, we got on this call. Um, yeah, we, there's some fun things coming up. Um, you know, we're really organizing. We have work, working on our resource center. We have a lot of resources. So we're getting our online courses, um, and resource center out soon too. So, that's something to look forward to. Well, that is amazing. And I'm very excited to see how it all pans out for you. Um, if folks want to find you, how can they find you? They can follow me um, on Instagram at i.mperspective or my personal Instagram at um, P-A-S-S-I-O-N-U-S-S. Great. Well, thank you so much for giving me some of your time um, and sharing your perspective on today's episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you again, Nessie, for sharing your perspective. I hope that today's episode gives us a little bit of a pause as we continue to navigate our way through uncharted waters. And for now, that looks like we're still getting through COVID. We still want to be social and we're still dealing with a lot of um, evolving trauma as we fight the system. So thank you, Nessie. Again, you can find her on I Am Perspective uh, if you want to keep up with um, their awesome efforts. And you can find me on J In Transit 
both on Instagram. And please be sure to rate this podcast on the platform you're listening to. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon.